to the Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and we are so happy that you're here joining us. Christmas is coming. It's quick drawing near. Have you managed to check all the boxes this year? Or maybe like us, you're looking for slow. The holidays aren't meant to be panicked, you know. So gather around now and incline your ear as we serve up some holiday self-care this year. In our last episode for our holiday break, a gift guide for you ladies that we hope you will take. In it, you'll find ideas galore for your sister, your mother, your daughter, and more. We all know Christmas doesn't come from a store, and that Christmas, of course, means so much more. But in the spirit of giving, a want-need-wear-read, sit back and relax. We have just what you need. But first, Lindsay has our etiquette tip of the week, and today it's all about the polite decline. Right, Lindsay? It sure is. So this is from Emily Post, and she said that children should be taught from the time they are little not to talk about what food they like and don't like. A child who is not allowed to say anything but no thank you at home will not mortify his mother in public by screaming, I hate steak, I won't eat potato, I want ice cream. And that's the etiquette tip. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I don't know what kind of a person doesn't like steak. And <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want all the time. <laughs> and potatoes, like really. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. No, but this idea of the polite decline, right? The mm-hmm. no thank you. I must admit, Michelle, and I'll admit mm-hmm. this to everybody here, that this is something that I have actually neglected teaching my children. Oh. And so I am that person who, they, I mean, they say mm-hmm. it, and, but it's not something that I formally train them to do. And I see now the importance of this because I do have children. They'll be like, oh, I don't like that. And I, and I am always mortified when that happens in public. And then I, under my teeth, I'm like, so, you know, thank you, uh, you know, <laughs> with my teeth clenched, so, you know, thank you. And so I've realized that I am actually going to take this tip myself and start today to teach mm-hmm. my children at home regularly to politely say, no, thank you, when offered something that they don't like. You know, and, and this is a good point because I know for us, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing it from Emily Post, but we do um, we do say to our kids, like, you don't say, I don't like that mostly because I'm the one that cooked it and I, right. I'm like, I'm offended by you <laughs> right, right. right now. But um, it, kids will be kids. And so even if like, uh, even if you're trying to teach this to expect a slip in public, something that I've learned is even the gentle correction or redirecting or reminder when you're out in public and they do utter something like, I don't like this, um, that can be even less for your children's sake, but also for your host's sake or your company's sake to let them know that you're working on it. And because I think everyone can have patience with children being children. Right. Um, But uh, as long as we all know, like we're in this together, this etiquette thing, we're raising up children, it takes a village, all that kind of sentiment. And also too, that it's for adults as well, a bit of, uh, it takes a load off of you to know that that's all that you have to say as well if you don't want to partake in something, right? Because often I will get flustered and I'll feel like I have to explain myself and probably it always makes it worse (laughs) when I can just simply say, oh, you know what? No, thank you with a smile. And that's probably enough. 
This is truly the best advice yet, like you're saying, for me as well, because people who know me know that I am the most picky eater that they'll ever meet. And so I do feel like I'm a flustered over explainer, like you were saying. And so (laughs) I, I had like way too many sentences to just explain no thank you and so and it's just it's not ladylike it's not proper and so I think this is actually this advice that at first when I read it thought seemed so obvious Mm -hmm. um, it's actually really great advice for ourselves and for our children Well, thank you, first of all, everyone, for bearing with me in that Christmas rhyme. Something about the holidays can just really bring out the Dr. Seuss in us all. I loved it, Michelle. (laughs) I was laughing silently the whole time you were reading it. I was just thrilled by it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. That makes two of us, and I hope that everyone listening agrees. (laughs) Um, But today, uh, our topic today, we're going to be giving some suggestions, right, Lindsay, on gifts for the modern lady. And we're going to be following the classic gift-giving guide of something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. And we're going to give our two cents on what you could give someone or ask for yourself, put it on your list this Christmas. That's right. And so we really thought about what we want as, you know, self-proclaimed modern ladies. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) because we don't often reflect on what we are looking for at Christmas because we're so busy making sure we're taking care of everybody else's Christmas lists. So Mm -hmm. it was nice to actually sit back and reflect on some things that we want, need, and would wear and would read. And we hope that, yeah, these inspire you with your own lists. Yeah. So let's get right into it. What would be your want, Lindsay? My want is an overnight bag, a new little bag that you can pack up to just go away for a night or two. Um, You know, I'm just starting to be at a point in my life where I can get away for a night. I've had Mm. two nights away in the last year, and that was after a decade of never leaving my house. And I mean that literally, I never left my own backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had an old overnight bag that I loved, but our cat peed on it. And so (laughs) I never replaced it. And I've been carrying my university backpack that I had purchased back in 1998. And it's seen better days. And so when I check in for a lovely night away, I'm kind of over the University of Waterloo backpack. So Mm -hmm. I think if there was something I just wanted that I have, you know, I always put to the bottom of my list every time we go. And I'm just talking about going to HomeSense and getting a nice overnight bag. That is something I want. And it's not just the bag. To me, that really symbolizes the time away and that we all deserve a night away on our own at a retreat or with girlfriends or, oh my goodness, um, can you imagine a night away with your actual spouse? Like, Oh my gosh. What is that? Unicorn idea. (laughs) Exactly. But if I had this overnight bag sitting in our closet, you know, with our luggage, it just symbolizes that for me. And so that is something I want this year. What about you, Michelle? Well, it kind of goes along with that, talking about getting away with your spouse. Um, We are certainly nowhere close uh, having young children to be able to get away, just Phil and I. But we we do try to take an annual VIP movie night. And so that will be my want for this gift guide. Um, And the reason is because, well, especially for parents, this really combines the dinner and the movie into one part of the night, right? So it saves, if you are paying a babysitter, it saves on time. You're killing two birds with one stone. It's also really great. I keep recommending it to people who are going on first dates. 
I I don't uh, necessarily agree all the time that uh, like abstaining from movies for the first date is uh, is a good thing because I feel like conversation can be awkward. But why <laughs> not do dinner and a movie all in one shot? And then afterwards, you can chat about what you ate, what you saw. It gives you some material. The seats, there's so much space. They're like reclining seats. They're licensed there. So you can have the meals and your drinks delivered right to your seat with a little swinging table. It is pricey, but especially if you're having a babysitter, that price can be negated somewhat. And uh, you just, you do save a lot of time, especially if you're trying to go during the holiday season. It's important to get out, but you may not have an entire evening to spare. So the VIP movie experience. There's a reason that that's a classic date, right? The dinner and a movie and that it's never gone out of style ever since Mm -hmm. movies started. And I think that sounds like a great gift idea. Yeah. And so what would you put on your need list? All right. So I, as a homemaker, am always in need of new household appliances. And now I need to say this because whenever I ask my husband for a Christmas gift or birthday gift and I suggest a new toaster or vacuum or pots and pans, he is always horrified at that suggestion. And he actually says, I need you to put a disclaimer on social media if you share a photo of that present because I want people to know that you actually asked for this and that I didn't just go buy my wife a toaster. But I, I, I said, no, because I actually love these things and I want things, right, that can help my life more um, to be more enjoyable and easier throughout the year. And so I really believe that we should enjoy using our everyday items, like actually enjoy that they should be good quality and if possible, pretty to look at. Because like you and I've talked about before, we find that beauty really does lift our mood. And so if we're going to use a frying pan, you know, almost daily, I want it to be a pretty one, like one from Jamie Oliver's collection, which I don't Mm -hmm. own yet. And I own a $12 one from the grocery store. So as a gift idea, I would love the $100 frying pan that I would eat for the next 10 years. Um, The same goes for like little measuring cups. You know, every gift shop has these really pretty ceramic measuring cups that I might not use every time because ceramic, but Mm -hmm. um, they're pretty. Or I just saw last night on Instagram from the Cross Home and Decor store out in Vancouver. It's a whale You'll recall my aversion to Moby Dick. But, <laughs> I was just thinking oh, that. <laughs> yep. Um, a whale butter dish. And it's like the softest rub and egg blue. And it's like the whole top lid is this curved whale shape. And it's so whimsical and cute. Mm-hmm. I think these are great gift ideas. My coffee creamer is the classic. It looks like a white porcelain cow that you pour in the, in the cream or milk mm. comes out of the cow's nose. Um, <laughs> these are little things that every time I host or I pull them out, I actually... Um, enjoy using. So Mm -hmm. I think, again, and my husband does not agree. He still thinks you should go like classic wife gifts, like perfume or um, Mm. I don't know, a new dress or something. But I'm like, no, no, no. Get me the Jamie Oliver frying pan or the new four slice toaster Mm because I make 25 slices of toast today. So I'd like the new four slice toaster. So that is my need. Pretty and functional household appliances. Yeah. And I like what you're saying. My first thought when you said, um, you can make it pretty too to mm-hmm. be part of your decor was all the KitchenAid mixers oh. you know, and all the amazing ones. I love their copper one. I keep seeing it yes. in various Instagram posts and I think I would love to have that sitting on my counter even if I'm not baking every day because it is 
so pretty to look at. Yes, the KitchenAid mixer. There's another new one circulating Instagram that has the white. I, I don't know what the material is. It actually looks like ceramic or porcelain with the little bumps all over it. And it's like a robin's egg blue. Have you oh, seen that one? No, I it's haven't seen so that yet. pretty. Oh I gosh. got my KitchenAid mixer when we bought this house back in 2012. And at that time, 2012, Lindsay never baked or cooked still mm. at that time. And so it was purposefully, it was bought as a gift to me when we bought this house to sit on our counter as a decor item. And I... <laughs> Right. I just needed it there. And I do love it. And now that I do cook and bake, I do use it multiple times a week. And so those things, even though they're a little bit pricier, I mean, we love having them, right? Mm -hmm. They do add, they have a utilitarian purpose, but they're so pretty to look at. Right. Yeah. It's just killing two birds with one stone. Yep. So, Michelle, what is your need? So I think I, well, I certainly need one for next year. And every person could use a new planner for the year. I have been using the same one for the last three years. It's the Simplified Planner by Emily Lee or Lay. I don't know, L-E-Y. And I love it for several reasons. For one, just keeping a planner in general gives me a lot of peace of mind. I uh, use the daily setup, so I don't use a weekly planner. I like the ones where the whole page is one whole day. And it's it's great for when I remember things, I can flip to that day and jot it down. And as I come to that day, uh, I'm not forgetting anything. So I'm not holding on to appointments in my head. Uh, I like the way that the simplified planner sets it up because it gives me a little bit uh, the best of both worlds. It has an appointment column, but on the second column right beside it is just a plain to-do list. And I love making to-do lists and checking it off. And then the last reason why this particular planner is because it is really beautiful designs. And so we just talked about having pretty things sitting on your counter. Well, I keep my planner on my kitchen counter because that's where I'm walking past it several times a day. And I can look. And this one, like the, the coil is usually some sort of metallic some often there's gold leafing in the cover design and to just have it sitting there if you have to have a planner sitting on your counter it might as well look nice and add something to the aesthetic so that would be my need uh the simplified planner by emily lee I have to say something about this. I don't know. Do you keep your previous planners? Because I I have a comment on that. So I'm wondering, do you keep your previous ones? Oh, my gosh. You, um, I'm so conflicted about this. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, yeah. My grandmother always kept a planner, always on her desk. And she gave me a bunch of her old planners. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, there are many pages where it's just like, do the water softener or get the dark load in. Like, there's a lot of those notes. Mm -hmm, But sure. But, and I could almost cry with this, there are also notes as my dad and his brothers became teenagers writing to their mom, even simple things like, um, I got to fill up my car with gas or, and she'd write them back and seeing my dad and his brother's handwriting and seeing their family, what these are, are a snapshot of history of this moment in your life. And now maybe I'm just a nerd, but I look through those at the snapshot of my grandmother's life at this time. And I am so riveted by her planners and including get this on November 1st 1980 it was my birthday and she mm-hmm. you can see where she was jotting down notes as my father was calling her from the up the hospital the hospital updating her on where my mom was at in labor and then you see 1158 Lindsay Autumn was born and mm-hmm. I didn't know that was in there right and I flipped that page and I went oh my goodness it's like the moment she wrote that down so I think that these are such an interesting 
legacy to keep and to pass down because maybe one day your grand your granddaughter is going to love looking through them. Oh my goodness. I love that it became more like a commonplace book for your grandmother. Mm -hmm. It sounded like so to kind of give people permission to add uh, things as they walk by. I love that note thing between yeah. your dad and uh, your grandmother. Oh my gosh. Wow. You just added like a whole new depth to my yep. need. Now you really need a planner. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, what is your wear? Something to wear. Okay. So, okay. So I have, a, this is a three-parter. <clears throat> I hate right. clothing shopping. So it, this is a little bit different than that. So first of all, I had heard a long time ago, and I forget if this is um, like a Marie Kondo type thing, a Con Marie method, but it's about having nicer loungewear and about how, again, adding beauty to your everyday life, not just wearing your paint splattered, you know, Mm-hmm. sweatpants. Although I do think that there is a place for this and this isn't for everybody, but she said, if you're going to be at home and in loungewear, why not invest in a few pieces that you actually still feel really pretty in? And so I think that that's something I've been trying to do lately is, is add a few nicer pieces of loungewear to my, <clears throat> my collection. The second thing is again, nicer PJs. I literally sleep in that loungewear. So I could jump right up and walk out because I'm already in my leggings and tank top. So like I sleep in that. I don't actually own pajamas. And so Mm. something I would love for some self-care is a classic nightgown um, or I love vintage men's PJs, which I Mm -hmm. used to wear my grandfather's vintage PJs. Um, and his silk smoking jacket, like an old house coat I used to, from the 40s, I used to sleep in that. Um, so getting myself some really nice PJs. And then the last thing, nylons and like leotards or leggings. I actually wear like two pairs together all the time because they can cancel out the holes in each pair. And it looks <laughs> yes. like I've got one oh solid gosh, pair of yes. leotards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this might, not, again, not be the most romantic or wonderful gift ideas. But for self-care, if we're really talking about self-care reaching for those things every every week when I get ready to go to mass and I'm putting on nylons, it'd be really great to have a few really good quality. And they're $30. I just looked at yes. good nylons. And to get mm-hmm. a good pair, you're looking at 30 bucks. Yes. So that's my wear gift suggestion. You know what? It is totally the before mass thing too. Yep, like, it is. <laughs> how, many, how many Sundays has Phil checked to see if I'm ready yet? And I am in all kind like all states of <laughs> anger and rage because I've gone through like two brand new stockings like yeah just as you're trying to pull them up like a hole or a run yep. and that's not even counting like if your kid has velcro shoes oh I was my just gosh. gonna say the same thing yeah. oh we're on the same page all winter oh, right yes. you're carrying a kid yep. in on your hip on the way into mass and their velcro mm-hmm. boots rip a big hole in your nylons oh my gosh every week please um People, Please, we have the technology. Yeah, <laughs> we have the technology to make this happen. <laughs> I just thought the same thing. We were so on the same wavelength. When I was just putting them on, I thought of all the technology we have in this world, we don't have nylons that don't run. Like, really? Oh, I know, man. Okay. So in the meantime, some some extra pairs. No one can say that that is not a thoughtful gift, at least, if not romantic. <laughs> yeah. I guess I am the most practical person <laughs> that I want a pot some pans and nylons but yeah. that's what I want and that's, that's what will make it's you happy. our podcast that's right yep. that's right <laughs> what what about for you what what do you want for the wear category so to wear what I have been using the last couple of years are driving gloves like the mm. le- the fitted leather driving gloves and I actually upgraded a couple years ago um, because my old ones got holes in them and I got ones with like those smart fingers that you can use your phone 
with still. And oh my goodness, it is a game changer. Um, First of all, just the look of a fitted glove really dresses up and kind of elevates whatever you're wearing. <laughs> so I have like a, uh, a more athletic style winter coat that I use for every day. But even just putting on um, a knitted toque and these driving gloves makes me look put together, which mm-hmm. I love. I don't have to think about it. And it saves my hands from getting really cracked and really dry from being out in the cold air all the time especially as I'm doing like pickup drop off from school or you're waiting for the car to heat. Um, And then, yeah, like I was saying about the smart touch fingers to be able to send a message or to dial a phone number into my smartphone without having to take my gloves on and off all the time is, is just such a convenience. And so uh, if you're looking for something, I know it's kind of a classic gift. If you watch movies and stuff, you have that glove box, right? And women open up and Mm -hmm. they get new gloves. And I can't remember, I I don't seem to remember women in movies being happy about it, but (laughs) (laughs) But I I would be. be. I would be. Yes. So leather driving gloves, just any any driving gloves, really. I think I got mine from Costco, so they don't have to be breaking the bank here, but they are practical and they do uh, pull a look together. Well, here's a tip for our listeners. If they go to like Danier Leather on after Boxing Week, the, their mm-hmm. gorgeous leather gloves are half price. And so buy them Ooh, now for yes. your wife for next year. Yeah. Or even if you don't get gloves for Christmas, you right. still have like a billion months of winter ahead of you. Just go and buy the, <laughs> go buy yourself some nice leather gloves from Danier. And Wonderful. I love, I love the colored ones too, actually. Mm-hmm. Like the um, emerald green, forest green is really popular right now, or like navy or burgundy is again really popular right now. So like oh, leather, nice. like forest green gloves with a black coat. Oh, classy Ooh, and yes. classic. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. So what would you give as something to read? Well, I think if it's a gift at Christmas, it should be a book that is just purely pleasurable. You know, a lot of us, me included, enjoy reading books that are like health or diet related or parenting or theology or financial. But I really believe that a Christmas gift should just be a book that you really just enjoy as a little break throughout the year, a little 20 minutes here and there. So that to me is cookbooks, very because cookbooks can be expensive. So the ones that have the gorgeous photos and just really kind of take you away, even if you don't cook, I've always loved looking at cookbooks. And the Mm -hmm. other thing would be um, hard copy versions of books that I have loved on my Kindle. Mm -hmm. So um, I absolutely 100% a huge fan of the Kindle. But when I really love a book on there, I prefer to then have it in part of my collection as you know, a proper book, a real book. So um, I really recommend looking at the Folio Society. They have um, a great Facebook page and Instagram account, and they are reprinting old classics and some newer books and just the most gorgeous hardcover versions. So Folio Society, I really recommend. Um, and what about you, Michelle? Um, I'm going to go back to something that we mentioned just in passing on our beauty episode, and that was to encourage people to start reading uh, reading articles in print again a little more often. And I think in that context, we were talking about getting design inspiration from a magazine, uh, not necessarily all the time from Pinterest or Instagram. And I have really found uh, a couple of opportunities these last couple of weeks where I have 
uh, reached for something in a hard copy print edition. And I can't tell you how surprised I was. I shouldn't have been surprised, but how different it is to read something not on my screen. And I can't believe it's been so long. So I really found that um, there's a lot of mental freedom in that. There is no comment section to bias you. When you read it, you're done with that information and then you go mull it over in your own head right and to that end it's actually promoting critical thinking skills because you also tend to read the whole article and not just skim headlines right Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to just scroll through your feeds and you're just kind of taking in a headline which may either be biased or it Uh, may not paint a complete picture or it might be clickbait but you're not actually reading the whole context of the content and that can be pretty damaging in some ways too. So we want to end uh, this part of the show with a little bit of a holiday self-care manifesto. Lindsay and I, you know, we would love to discuss self-care in a deeper way. And we have plans to do that in the new year. But just for now, to get us through the holidays, it can be a very busy, very stressful time. And so we have come up with just a very short self-care manifesto for us to carry with us these uh, these last few weeks before Christmas. So we just want to encourage everybody and ourselves as a reminder that number one, the most important thing is to enjoy the season, right, Michelle? Mm-hmm. We, this is the, I, t- the most wonderful time of the year, as the song says. So right. number one, enjoy it. You can actually choose to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um you know, we, especially being Christians, like we have such a beautiful uh, faith and tradition of remembering what Christmas is truly all about. And I find that even taking those uh, mental reminders to heart, like, okay, slow down. Um, Like the world is still going to turn if the Christmas cookies are not ready by this exact Mm -hmm. date, if you don't have the right wrapping paper, if you are behind on your gift buying, it is okay. We can take a deep breath and smile at people around us. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And that leads in, maybe this will help because our second thing is to just eat, drink, and be merry. Like truly. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need a little drink to help you with that wrapping then so that you can enjoy the season. (laughs) Or I always enjoy drinks as I'm decorating the tree. So um, eat, drink, and be merry. And we're going to share a couple of recipes on our social media Mm -hmm. of some things that we enjoy. Um, One of the things that we're trying, Jason and I are trying this year, is a new Christmas morning drink. And it's going to be, I I forget all the ingredients, but I believe it's like whiskey and creme de menthe and um, black coffee, whipped cream, nutmeg, and there was something else. Um, but it sounds delicious. This sounds amazing. Yeah. mm -hmm. So I'll put the proper recipe on our page. So eat, drink, be merry, let it go, let go of, you know, don't beat yourself up if you really enjoy yourself at a party. What about you, Michelle? Yeah. You know what? For me, I'm the same way. Let go of that and enjoy the tastes of the season. And for Mm -hmm. me, I have always loved eggnog and Mm -hmm. I try to put rum in my eggnog and it wasn't always my favorite. And then last year, I was like, I keep hearing like brandy and eggnog. And oh my goodness, that is my go-to <laughs> holiday drink. If you offer me a drink over the holidays, I will ask for a brandy and eggnog. It is, it's not quite as harsh. 
um, the taste of the alcohol isn't sharp. It's sweeter because I found out brandy is actually mold wine. It's a yes. distilled wine. It's distilled fortified wine. Wi- yeah, it's fortified wine. That's right. Yeah. So it's a little bit sweeter. It kind of goes a little bit better with the eggnog. And yeah, you top it with some nutmeg. And that is Christmas to me in a glass. Okay, I'm going to trust you on that because mm-hmm. I haven't had eggnog since I was a child because then it just the whole idea grossed me out. <laughs> but I, tr- I trust you and okay. I think that maybe – and Jason hasn't had it since childhood either. So we will go ahead and, and do that and, and report back it. to you. Try it out. Tell me what you think. I'd be interested to know. Okay. We also want to encourage everybody – and this the piggybacks on last week's episode on just, again, welcome friends into your home. Um, we are both Catholics and for us, the Christmas season doesn't start until Christmas Day and we we get to mm-hmm. party all the way through until February 2nd. That's, That's right. the official period of Christmas tide mm-hmm. in our church. And so um, we really shouldn't be starting our Christmas parties until then. So while the rest of the world is just back in, you know, the New Year's doldrums and the darkness of January, as Catholics, we're encouraged to start our partying then with the 12 days of Christmas. So welcome friends into your home. Be the people in your neighborhood that start hosting those parties throughout January. And mm-hmm. man, I have yet to do that because as in your family as well, right. our children are usually sick yeah, <laughs> the, entire, right. the entire month. So maybe not this year, fingers <laughs> crossed, and we can start actually our, start our, our gatherings and inviting people in starting on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And I love that. A little bit of self-care for other people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what Anita was saying in our last episode, like, um, is giving that as a gift to other people. Sometimes they don't have a chance to get out at all. And so you welcoming them into your home is a gift that you're giving to them for a good night out. And that sounds great. And uh, the last point is just really, and this sounds so silly, but remember to laugh and to just relax. Put your mm-hmm. feet up, watch the cheesy Christmas movies that we talked about last week as, as the thing I'm loving. Um, just you can you actually have control over that in your life. You can actually say no to things and choose to laugh instead of feeling stressed and just say no to things, put your feet up and and enjoy the season with maybe that eggnog. Oh my goodness. This is so timely. You know what? For me, this is one of those stressful years. I just I mm. I've done it to myself. I've just taken on too much and you know, to have a little bit of hope that, you know, Christmas comes around again. And this year, I might be a little bit stressed out, but we're going to we're going to get there. It's going to come. And it's not a big deal. Uh, and to take stock to take notes for next year and try to figure out how we can do that, how we can plan ahead for a season that allows for a little bit of relaxing and uh, jolliness and uh, merrymaking. You're absolutely right. I think that that's a really good point for people listening. If this is the year that it's not going to be all of the things that we're saying Mm -hmm. for you because of whatever life circumstances are, there are years where it's just not going to be a good Christmas. I've had that. I'm sure you've had that. And Mm -hmm. it can be crushing, right? Because the pressure to make it all like the perfect Christmas every year can be daunting. But if it's not this year, think about what you want to change next year and try like really consider that and then enter into next year with a whole new um, vision for what you want your Christmas to look like. So if it's not this year, that's okay. Like you said, there's always next year. Right. Absolutely. Okay, it's time for our What I'm Loving This Week segment of the show. And we've talked a lot about what we're loving in this whole episode. But (laughs) in particular, we'll share like just some things that we have been watching or reading. Lindsay, do you have anything for us this week? I'm loving a whole city. We we just 
Yeah, we <laughs> just visited Ottawa, and it was the second time in my adult years that we visited Ottawa. And we just, um, it's a good six and a half hour drive for us. And we went, drove up on a Tuesday, spent the whole day Wednesday there, and drove back on Thursday. So that was an insane 12 hours in the car mm-hmm. uh, for our family. But my kids were so good. We're at a new place in our life where we can do that. But the city of Ottawa in Canada, it's our capital city. It is gorgeous. Everybody was so friendly. The amount of Christmas lights and the festivities everywhere. It is just a friendly, warm, beautiful, clean, safe space. And we just really, really enjoyed our time there. So I really encourage Canadians, especially, and our friends around the world to come and visit our capital city. It is really worth the trip and the museums are outstanding and the restaurants, everything. It's just a great city. Wow. It sounds awesome. I haven't, I don't, well, I've only been like passing through Ottawa, really. Mm. So this inspires me. I'm going to put that on our list of places to visit. Oh, your kids right. would love it. The museums, mm-hmm. it has some of the best museums in in the country. So, and there's so oh, many. Wow. And we plan on going back yet again this summer and spending another night or two there. And we just have the big list of museums and we keep checking them off. So definitely recommend it. Um, what are you loving this week, Michelle? I'm actually loving the new season of a podcast that I recommended um, a few months ago now, I think. I, I mentioned the Bible Binge a while mm-hmm. ago, and this is a podcast that they kind of recap Bible stories um, in a in the context of recapping movies or TV shows. And so this is season four, and they've decided to do the Nativity during this advent and Mm. it has been such a delight to listen to um the ones that i've i haven't been through the whole season yet actually they haven't finished the season yet it's been coming out weekly but they've they've cast all the people um (laughs) with movie stars (laughs) so you can picture them in your head (laughs) oh my goodness like the yeah like the angel gabriel like i'll tell you this i don't think it's too much of a spoiler but you can uh judge whether it's your cup of tea or not based on this the angel gabriel for reasons they mention in their show they've cast as um kid rock (laughs) (laughs) and their reasoning is pretty sound at first i was like what like that completely unexpected really (laughs) yes but you know you you hear them out and you're like yeah okay i can see how you arrived at that and just the whole show is like that but um there is some great historical context in there they do a lot of research and they try to stay true to the story true to the message of the gospel and so it it is just a really fun like you said have to laugh this season i laugh out loud every time i listen to these guys and so i would recommend that the bible binge and in particular at least the first two episodes (laughs) because that's all that's out so far of the nativity can i share a little kid rock thing yes of course why not (laughs) so do you know what he just did i just read this last week he went into the nashville walmart he lives in nashville Mm -hmm. and he paid off all of the layaway accounts for people who had put all their christmas gifts on layaway and he did it you know didn't tell anybody he was doing it i think it was like 81 layaway accounts he completely paid for them all so people went in and found out that all of their christmas gifts had been paid for by kid rock oh my gosh that is amazing. Well, that just gives a whole new reason for him to be included in this story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's funny yeah. that you mentioned his name because I hadn't heard about him in years and just read that last week. So well done, Kid Rock. Good job. The modern ladies approve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for what that's worth. 
Okay, that's going to do it for us this week, Lindsay. How can people find us? Well, you can find us on Facebook at The Modern Lady Podcast. And that's the same name on Instagram as well, The Modern Lady Podcast. And you can find Michelle on Instagram at mmsachs, S-A-C-H-S. And I am at Linny Autumn on Instagram. We hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy this season with your friends and family. We're taking a few weeks break, so look for our new episode launching January 15th. Until then, take care. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.